Welcome to the Forging Metal Podcast. My name is Ron Duran Jr., and I will be your blacksmith as we explore the world of adversity and doing hard things. Come inside and grab your hammer. The fire is hot and ready. Let's get to work. The forge is now open. Welcome to another edition of Fireside Reflections. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, doing this from my apartment, I can, you know, it's close enough that I can see the flat irons of Boulder. I like to gaze outside and see the flat irons. They're, they're a beautiful sight if you're not from this area. So Fireside Reflections, you know, these are the, the solo casts that I do where I, I don't know, philosophize about life, maybe discuss some current events if I look like looks like they're relevant and certainly doing hard things and living our best lives. And before I get to, you know, the good stuff here, and and not to say this isn't good stuff, but two new announcements for Forging Metal. Um, First and foremost, I've been working on this for about a year, and we're on the verge of getting a trademark for Forging Metal. So I think I've cleared all the hurdles, and now it's just a matter of a formality of them at the trademark and patent office, just making it official. And if you are an entrepreneur out there and you're thinking about maybe trademarking something, I would tell you this is what I would offer. Um, it's not too it's not too bad. I'll, I will say this is the second trademark I've tried to get. The first one did not result in a trademark, and that was probably a good thing. This one went through pretty easily. I think I spent right around $350 to make this all happen. Uh, again, to give you an idea, there's really kind of two big hurdles. The first one is just to, to look at it and, you know, they, they do some research to see if, it, if there's anything else out there like it. And then the next hurdle is a statement of use. And so they just want to see if you are actually using this in your business or whatever you're doing. So both of those have been cleared. I will tell you, you're going to get bombarded by junk emails from attorneys wanting them or basically to hire them that's up to you. I went through this without an attorney. I don't know if that was good, a good tactic or not, but it worked for me. And I don't know if you want to reply to any of those junk emails that you get from, from everybody that wants your money, but that's, that's how it went. And so I'm on the verge of, of saying forging metal belongs to me. So that's pretty cool. The next big announcement, which just came out today, I've been kind of waiting If you listen to my fireside reflection earlier in the year, I said that I had one announcement that I was kind of, I had to keep under wraps and we can remove the wraps from that. Now I am going to be doing a Ted talk in Boston right at the end of March. I think it's about 99.9% sure it's going to be March 26th. They're still, they're still, I'm still waiting to get the final, you know, say that, that I can go buy a plane ticket and, and then all, all that sort of thing. But yeah, and what do I want to offer before I talk a little bit about what it's about? And it fits well with this podcast, right? This is the third time I've tried to get a TED Talk. And these are not easy to get. There's, there's competition for these. And there's a lot of people that are very talented that are, that are applying for them. The first one I tried to do, and this, this is all about the time frame of three years. The first application was Ted Mile High, which is is certainly one of the bigger ones. I didn't make it past the first round, and that was the first one I went through, again, roughly three years ago. The second one was only maybe six or nine months ago, and it was Manitou Springs, also here in Colorado. 
And I made it to the second round, and I think the second round is, is kind of the deciding round, and they select from that second round. I did not get past that second round. So, you know, I made a little progress. The first one, I, I didn't go so far. The second one, I went a little bit further. And now the third one, I was chosen to be a speaker. So what's the lesson from this? I think it should be obvious. If at first you don't succeed, keep at it. Perseverance will carry the day a lot of times. You know, one of the things that that I've learned in my life is, I don't know, talent. Maybe it's because I don't have a lot of talent, but I feel like talent's way overrated. It can it can do some good things, but really at the end of the day, it, it really comes down to perseverance and how much commitment, how much grit you have to stick with the process and keep saying, you know, just to say to yourself, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And this is really at the heart of what we talk about on this podcast is you got to do hard things. It's not going to be easy and you're going to fail and it's not always going to turn out the way you want. And most people are going to pack up their toys and go home. And if you are that person that will, that refuses, you're going to win a lot of races. Let's just put it that way. In the, in the, I don't know, the race of life, I think perseverance carries a lot more weight than, than talent does. And so I guess, you know, that's what I've learned throughout my life. And I, and you know, it's not, it's not something that, that I would say we're, you know, oblivious to, but I think it bears repeating, stick with it if it's important to you. And getting a TED talk fits my vision. It fits what's important to me and for, for multiple reasons. And I will tell you as I prepare for this and I'm about, I'd say about six weeks into it and I'm into my fourth revision of this, this speech already. And, and certainly every two weeks we have a review. And so I'm getting critiqued and, and, um, just really tweaking it as we go. Right. That's the way it works. And so again, fourth revision, six weeks, and I think from a writing standpoint, it's ready. It's ready to go. I, I think I've, I've messed with it enough. And now it's just a matter of focusing on getting it memorized, delivery, and performance. So from now till March 26th, that's mostly what I'll be doing. And I'll tell you, I've never done anything like this. I speak in front of students all the time, you know, at this point, probably hundreds of hours of lecture time. And, and, you know, I'm good at that and I'm used to that. And I'm comfortable with that. I, I do it a lot. And, you know, after you practice something for a while, you get good at it. But I've never, and I've done speeches too. I've done commencement speeches. Um, and I've done some, some other stuff that, you know, in front of larger groups, I've never memorized a 15 minute speech. This is new territory for me. And I've had a couple freak out sessions. I'll be completely honest with you. As I've gone through this process, I've whined a little bit. I've had a couple of freak out sessions. I've, I've felt like uh, there's been some fear to do something I've never done, to get up on stage where I could make a fool out of myself, you know, not only in front of the, the audience, but this is something that will live in infamy on the, on the internet. So if you really screw this up, you can't hide from it. And so all of that has been kind of in the back of my head. Luckily, I, I, (laughs) it is funny. I coach people on how to do this. So now I have to take a little bit of my own medicine and really, you know, make sure that I have the right mindset as I go through this, knowing it's going to be hard, knowing it's going to be uncomfortable. Whenever you do something you've never done before, you should expect that. I expect it. I'm used to it or, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. 
I've done this enough to know this is how the process works, but that doesn't always make it easy. Sometimes I still have those moments. And, you know, luckily with the tools that I have, I get back on track fairly quickly when that happens. Why am I, why am I saying all of this? I mean, really, I'm hoping that you can, you can go out and do your own hard things. Do those things that scare you. Do those things that you've never done before. And to say, hey, I know Ron went through this and, and I can go through it too because here's the thing. There's nothing special about me. There's no doubt in my mind that you have what it takes to do, you know, wild, crazy things. And, it, you know, you choose what it is, whether that's running 50 miles like I've done in the past, you know, a physical endeavor, or maybe it's a mental endeavor like this, where this has nothing to do with the physical, but it's still hard. It's still uncomfortable. It still arouses my, my fear. And that's, that's what this is all about. That is what the TED Talk is going to be about. The TED Talk is going to be titled... Embracing adversity to forge happiness. And so it's going to ask questions. I'm not going to give you away all the answers because you're going to have to watch it, but it's going to ask and answer questions like, you know, it, I really spent some time digging into we're all looking for happiness. I mean, this is a big business. The idea that people are, are, are reading the books about how do I get, ha- you know, how do I find happiness in my life? There's a lot of signs pointing to the fact that we're all looking, not all, but, but most of us. And I would also say that there's plenty of evidence to say that we're failing miserably. And so this TED Talk is going to go down this path of saying, asking a few questions. Number one, do we really know what is going to deliver happiness to us? We may think we know. And, I, you know, I ask students and clients all the time, what are, number one, are they happy? What's their definition of happiness? And do they know what is going to provide happiness for them? And my experience is it's, it's, it's muddy. A lot of people are not real clear on what those answers are. And so I'm going to dig into that in the TED Talk. Have we been seduced by the promises of an easy road? Many times when we hear about happiness, we think about an easy road. When we take away what? All adversity. If we can remove, maybe scrub away, magically scrub away adversity from our lives, I think that a lot of people think that's where happiness lies. And maybe it does. Again, tune into the TED Talk to see my thought or hear my thoughts on that. And then I would say, what is, you know, what role does adversity play in this? I'm going to propose what I'm going to call a new happiness model. And, you know, to spoiler alert, adversity plays a part in that. And to understand what part it plays, you may want to tune into that, see, see what I have to say. And, and really, where did this come from? A lot of what I, the reason this TED Talk kind of incubated was as I was writing my own book, I was digging, I really wasn't planning to go too far down the path of happiness for reasons that will come out in the TED Talk. But I was amazed once I started going down the path, what I was learning. And there's a lot of little connections that I made from a lot of research that's out there. This is all research driven of where I think that we should be going with this happiness model. So that's how it, that's how it birthed. And I'm excited to share it all with, with you. And, you know, sometime in at the end of March or, or shortly after that, you'll be able to access that video unless you want to come out to Boston and, and maybe get a ticket in the audience. That'd be great too. But I'm going to move on from that, but just know that it's going to be, it's going to be really centered on, on what I just uh, talked about. It's going to be uh, fast moving. 
I will tell you that I think that it's going to be something that inspires you to maybe look at not only happiness differently, but also adversity. So let's, let's shift gears. One of the things that, you know, recently I had a podcast with Julie Lithcott-Hames and she said something in that podcast that I want to, I want to focus on and just talk a little bit about that before I wrap this up for today. And that is, she said, we, we were basically, if you haven't listened to the podcast, we were talking about the idea of raising strong, resilient kids. And, you know, when they, when they have failures, when they fall down and skin their knee, basically my question to Julie was, how do we deal with that? How do we have that conversation with our, our young people to build that, that resilience? And she used a phrase that I think is going to become my new mantra. And it really does fit in a lot of the reason I like it before I, before I give it to you, and the reason I like it is it fits exactly what I was thinking about when I, when I created Forging Metal and this idea of mental toughness. It's not a mental toughness model like David Goggins. It's not a mental toughness model of just suck it up. It's not a mental toughness model of no empathy, no compassion. You know, David Goggins would, would probably yell at you and say, quit being a little bitch, right? And that's not our model. That's not what Forging Metal is about. I believe we can be tough. We can be mentally tough with empathy. And so Julie said, empathize and empower. That's what she was saying when she said, when you're talking to a young person. And I thought to myself, why does that have to be a young person? Why can't that be for all of us, right? Empathize and empower. And I really think that is, again, this is going to be, this is going to be the thing that it's going to become a major part of what I do at Forging Metal because I like it so much and it really does fit what, what, what I want to do. And so empathy, you know, have empathy for when people are struggling and people will struggle. None of us are a machine. You know, when we talk about mental toughness, too many of the models out there just act like they gloss over this idea that we don't have bad days or that we don't fall down or that we don't fail. And that is not reality, all right? We can gloss over that, and we can act like that doesn't happen, and we can just have the mindset that I'm always tough, and I'm always, you know, up at 4.30 in the morning like Jocko Willink. But here's the thing. 99.9% of us are not, are not that person, number one. And I would also say that David Goggins and, and Jocko Willink have bad days, too. They just don't probably show it on their social media. And so this is a new way to look at mental toughness and resilience and grit, and so the empathy, empathy part of it is a big part of it to know that, you know, we're, we're going to practice compassion for people and not only for, for other people, but for ourselves. And then also to empower, you know, much of what I do with this podcast right now, this, this fireside reflection is to empower and hopefully inspire you. I don't want anything that I share with you to be something you compare to. This is not me trying to make you feel bad about your life. Okay. I don't want you to compare yourself to me. I want to do I want you to do your own thing, but I'm hoping that some of my, I don't know, wild crazy adventures inspire you to go find your own adventures. And that really is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to elevate others, I'm trying to empower, I'm trying to inspire. You know, sometimes I do one quick story before I wrap this up. I do coaching with not only clients, as as you might guess, but also with my students. I tell my students that whenever I'm their professor before, or I mean not before, but during, 
the time that I'm teaching them and any time after. I'm available for some free coaching. As long as they don't take too much advantage of it, you know, where they're saying, hey, I want, you know, six hours of coaching every month. Nobody's ever done that. But so I do some coaching. And one of those things that I do with my students is coach them for interviews. And I feel like I have a pretty good track record for people that have come in and got coaching for me that have actually gone out and got jobs. And, you know, of course, they give me a lot of credit. And I always say, you know what, I don't know that I deserve much credit. And let me explain why. Much of the the stuff that I'm sharing with them is readily available in books. Google searches will get you, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of how to prepare for an interview. But what I do provide is... I I give them confidence. I make them feel like they can do this. And it's just a matter of saying, I believe in you. And a lot of times that's the last thing I say to them when they leave my office is I believe you can do this. And this goes back to the heart of empowering people. And you could say, I don't know, maybe you're going to gloss over that of that's just, I don't know, touchy feely stuff, but to just be able to tell somebody and, and hopefully it's coming from somebody they respect. I do think that there's got to be an aspect of that they do respect me. And so coming from somebody that's respected, that, that, that matters. To have somebody that you respect say, I believe in you, is huge. All right? So I hope that, number one, believe in yourself. I think it's, it needs to start there. Believe in yourself. And I know you, you might be thinking, well, of course I believe in myself. But do you really? There's times when it falters for me. I don't always believe in myself, let's be honest. But I try to be in that headspace as much as I can. So start with that. Believe in yourself. But then go find somebody, maybe somebody that looks up to you, and and let them know that you believe in them. Empower them to go out and find you know that, that great thing that they want to get. You know, One of my students, his dream job, he wanted to work for Apple came in and got some coaching from me. You know, as you might guess, Apple's not an easy place to get into. And he went and nailed that interview and and he got his dream job. Now, you know, maybe sometimes it'll work out, sometimes it won't. But either way, he had the courage to go out there and give it a try. And like I told him, I go, give yourself all the credit because you did the hard work. I We had a little session where we talked about some things, but really at the end of the day, it was all about him. And he had to deliver when, when the pressure was on and good for him. And so uh, let me leave you with that is empower people, let them know that you believe in them and, and say it out loud. You know, don't assume that they know that you believe in them. Tell them, I believe in you. I, I think you can do this and you need to, you know, you need to believe that as well. And again, that goes back to that empathize and empower mantra that I'm now going to start living because I really like it. And if you, I don't know if that's intriguing to you, go listen to the Julie Lithcott Hames podcast, which was wonderful. It's not all about just raising strong kids. It, we, we actually, I don't know, maybe spent about a third of the time talking about that. And much more of it was talking about maybe being strong and resilient for ourselves as adults. She's also written a book on that. So very fiery, uh, passionate conversation with Julie, and I really enjoyed it. And I hope that we Stay in touch as we move forward. And lastly, just a couple things before we wrap up. I am, I apologize. I've been a little sporadic with getting the, the podcast out, mostly because I'm very busy right now. And these are good things to, good problems to have. If you like the podcast, I'm going to ask a favor. I'm going to ask that you go right after you get done listening to this, please go to Apple and give us a rating and review. 
Uh, those ratings and review uh, will help others find us, and hopefully we can spread this revolution of, you know, developing mental toughness, resilience, and grit, and having discussions about adversity and doing hard things. And I believe that our society is in desperate need of more discussions around this, these topics. So please go out and give us a rating. I'd like to see that number come up. And if you do that, let me say in advance, thank you very much for your support and for listening. And uh, a lot of good guests coming up. I appreciate you guys hanging with me and we'll talk next week. Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell all your friends. If you didn't, let's just forget this happened and we'll try again next week. Until then, join the revolution to forge metal and connect with us on social media.